if they are interested in technical writing or they're um, looking to get involved in an open source project, I'd really recommend helping with documentation. Folks within open source communities are always looking for people to help with docs. So if it's, it's an area you're looking to get into or you're just really excited about documentation, I would recommend finding an open source project that you like and that you'd like to contribute to. I and mean, people would love to have you. Welcome to the Knowledge Based Ninjas Podcast, where Gowri Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day, everyone. Our guest today is Abigail McCarthy, Staff Open Source Technical Communications Manager at VMware. Welcome, Abigail, to the Knowledge Waste Ninjas podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. No problem, Abigail. So please help us understand a little bit more about yourself, your educational background, and also how did you initially got into documentation? Yeah, awesome. So I like to refer to my my transition into tech, my you know how I got into technical writing as sort of a happy accident. I definitely did not think of myself as a, a strong writer or someone who even liked writing throughout most of school. And I even used to joke when I was getting my degree in computer science that you know one of the top reasons why I picked that major is because it had the like the least amount of writing requirements. So it's really funny to me now that I'm a full-time writer. But once I got out of school, like I said, with my degree in computer science, I was working as a, de- a web developer and I really enjoyed what I was doing, but I was just sort of looking for a change in a different sort of environment. And I was happened to talk to a friend who was like, we need a technical writer. Is that something that you're interested in? And after doing a little more research, it was really kind of fit what I was already kind of doing in, as part of my roles as a web developer. I was We had some APIs that I was writing up documentation for and doing some trainings on for people within the company. And it was something I was kind of naturally gravitating towards without even knowing I was doing technical writing. So that's sort of how I got into it. (laughs) It was a lot of chance Mm -hmm. encounters, but it's really been exactly what I wanted without knowing what I was looking for, without having the right words to to figure out what I was looking for. So it was really a happy accident that I found myself in technical writing. Great. I really like the way you phrased it, happy accident. So so what's your documentation process at VMware and uh, who normally gets involved in in this process, Abigail? Yeah, so I work on projects that are uh, open source projects. So they're out in the world, out on the internet. So I do pretty much everything out in on GitHub and, and on freely available repositories, uh, code repositories. So my process is really trying to get involved as much as possible within the community to hear what the upcoming features are, what the, the core maintainer developers are um, looking to do. So I can get, get involved early in the process and sort of advocate for docs and understand what the documentation requirements are. And then as things get to be a little more finalized, there's pull request open or the code changes have been made. Take a look further into the details of the, the product, uh, not the product, the design doc and any related information if there's more information in the, an issue or if there have been discussions around what a particular feature is designed to do or intended to do. Sort of gather that information from what's been available and then try myself to take the code, <laughs> to take the code and test it myself and make sure everything is working according to what maybe the design doc has said or what the intention of the the feature has been written to do and do my own testing and try to figure out, get a good sense of what the changes are 
and sort of maybe either start a draft of the document and then also do interviews if I need to reach out to the people who made the code changes to get more feedback if I have questions and then put it together a draft and then have that up and for review from anyone who wants to take a look at it, particularly the people who made the code changes to make sure everything looks okay. And then iterate as much many times as needed reviewing, testing and doing questions, you know, interviews until we make sure that everything is correct and reflects what the, the feature does and is presented in a way that was actually useful to our users. And then, you know, go to the publishing steps from there at, at release time, or if it's something that's, that's not related to release, then just publishing them. Mm-hmm. I think you kind of answered my other question as well with regard to documentation workflow. But if you'd like to add more information, please help us. Rike. Yeah, so I'm not sure if I had too much more to add there. Just really, for me, I think it's really important to try to get involved as early as possible and be advocating for for docs and mm-hmm. for making those changes and making people aware of those changes. You know, a lot of people, they maybe just aren't thinking about the need for docs. So just getting in there as early as possible. So I'm, I'm personally aware of the changes that might need to be made and then also advocating for docs. So it's something that everyone working on the project is sort of aware of as well. Great, great. So let's talk a little bit about your experience so far. So you've been with the VMware for over three years and before that, you had an extensive career as a technical writer for roughly four years. So overall, seven years of experience in the writing stream. So just a couple of things I wanted to get from you is, what were the biggest challenge you've come across? And what were the valuable insights you have gained as a technical writer? That is a wonderful question. (laughs) I think (laughs) one of the biggest challenges I had is sort of figuring out how to do documentation within an open source community. So when mm-hmm. I first started out, I was working you know, on a proprietary closed source product. And so I had a lot of control over what I was the only technical writer. So I had pretty much ultimately control of the docs, which isn't necessarily everyone's experience if you're on a documentation team. But as someone who was the owner of docs, I had a lot of control and a lot of say of all of the things that went into the docs. And it was done in a sort of a way that I could kind of control the flow and how people presented stuff. But when I made the transition over into open source, there isn't necessarily that gating in the, that there could be in, in a more of a closed source environment. And not, I don't necessarily mean gating in a bad way. I just mean there isn't, nece- there isn't like a group of people focused on docs in a way that there could be in a closed source environment and a proprietary environment. Because of everything about an open source project is published onto the internet. And anyone should be able to go in and make changes and make contributions. And that's really something we want to encourage because we want to grow our community because with having more larger community, larger contributor base, it makes our project overall more long-term sustainable, more more users, more bigger and better by having more people involved and by getting more people to contribute. So that was something I really had to kind of adjust my thinking of when someone is making a contribution to the docs, how to be a little looser in reviewing things and making sure that the ultimate content was correct and presented in a good way, but not it doesn't necessarily have to be perfect or how I would want to how I would have written it up because I can't just take something that someone else wrote and completely rewrite it and because then it's no longer that person's contribution. So it was definitely something a different mindset. And it's something I still kind of struggle with is, is trying to make sure to be a positive teaching, coaching influence within a community to help people who maybe are newer to tech writing make their first contribution and make them feel really welcome within a community. 
so that they want to come back and help out with the, our docs again. So that, that will be a kind of a, a different mindset change that I had to kind of go through. Yeah. Nice. And then your transition to your current role as a technical communications manager. So how were these able to help you to this transition? Yeah. So um, <laughs> exactly that's just sort of broadening the scope of instead of working with maybe one project or, or one sort of team, focusing on how I can help a broad spectrum of projects create those community of docs and being an advocate for docs and setting up processes and templates and sort of a my culture around documentation within a, a group of projects to try to get more people involved. So I think that's sort of what I would say to growing into my current position, sort of expanding in the scope of trying to help folks. So looking back, working as a technical writer for over seven years, what do you wish you had done, known when you first began? Excellent question. I keep, I didn't even realize it was seven years. Like time has been flying. So <laughs> I, I would say something I wish I had kind of realized a little earlier is uh, perfect, striving for perfection is sort of the enemy of done or some, getting something good enough. Because when I first started out, I was really worried about you know making mistakes and really worried about having something that maybe had a couple of typos or maybe I wasn't loving the word choices or whatever. And I would get really worried about that. And it would I'd spend a long time reviewing and editing and re-editing and editing again. And at a certain point, and I think I got to this, I heard this from something else. It wasn't, it was definitely a help, something I heard from maybe a conference or something, but it was really eye-opening to kind of realize that. When I was spending so much time making things really perfect, instead of just publishing something that maybe was a little rough around the edges, I was blocking users actually getting access to the content. So me spending so much time on review and word choices and asking for all of this stuff and trying to make everything perfect, it was like not putting the content out there to help the users that are not suffering, but the users that are struggling today trying to troubleshoot their issues weren't getting access to the content that I had spent so much time revising. So that was something I think I've come to kind of realize is getting things as in good enough shape as possible. And that it's better to have something published today that is maybe a little rougher around the edges. And you can kind of make issues and go back to it eventually, you know, later than to hold something until it, it, you, you feel like it's like the perfect piece of documentation. Because there's users who are out there struggling now and they, they would appreciate having something that's maybe a little rougher than having something that's perfect, but two weeks late. So that's something I wish I had kind of come to realize earlier. But I definitely think it's probably something I had to learn best through experience and you know, uh, having these things happen. So. so on those same lines, what advice do you have for technical writers striving to later become managers in this space? So that's a great question. I would say... Back to open source, one of the greatest things I've able, been able, the greatest areas I've been able to work in, what's really helped me grow my career is by working in open source. Now, I've had the, the fortune to be able to be employed by people who will pay me to work in open source, which is not always the case, especially in open source because you know there's not necessarily a lot of money in, depending on the project. But I would say if you're, you're looking to grow new skills or looking to grow yourself, I would really recommend finding an open source project that you're passionate about or that you'd like to work on and just sort of working on either what you'd like to grow in. So if it is a piece of writing, if you haven't done API writing, find a project that's looking for someone to help with their API docs, you know, and get that experience there. If you are looking to do more 
working with different people and, and kind of growing your, your softer, more managerial skills, I guess. You could also find that within open source projects and helping to do more people wrangling. That's also a necessary thing that people in open source will really value and where you can grow your skills there. Nice. One of the things that uh, we did not capture, is your documentation a publicly available one or is the privately accessible one just by your users or your customers? Yes. So everything that I work on is out in out in the world. And it starts from start to finish. So from issues that get created all the way through to when it's published, it's all available. So right within the code, code repos in most cases, the you know, the docs files are there. And then the site is also there that publishes the content to the website. So everything's all available um, to all of our users. Oh, fantastic. So do you know if you are generating any organic search traffic from your knowledge base then, Abigail? I would say just organic search of people, what pops up when someone Googles stuff or searches for things on the internet. Definitely. We don't have... There isn't necessarily that the, the marketing component that drives folks in the way that it would in a proprietary piece of software. So everything is just purely generated based on the SEO and the content within the site and things there. Right. So I think with that, um, I'm done with my general questions, but I do have uh, three more questions to on the rapid fire round. Who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? So the person who I've learned the most from is probably the first full-time writer that I worked with, and that is Dr. Kellyanne Fitzpatrick. And she was a really incredible resource when I was first starting out in my career. Because like I said, I, I didn't even really know what technical writing was when I first started. And she was just a really great resource and really great mentor and positive influence to teach me the ropes, <laughs> as it were, about technical writing, instilling in me the confidence that documentation deserves to be have a seat at the table in the software engineering process and to be an advocate for docs always and, and to, to be a positive influence on docs. So I would, I would definitely pick her as someone who's helped me the most right from the very beginning. Great. Thank you, Kelly. Can you share a documentation-related resource you have consumed recently? Yeah. So I would say a book that was recently published is uh, The Docs for Developers, an Engineering Field Guide to Technical Writing. And it was written by a group of, of five technical writers. And it's for folks who are, as the title suggests, people who are more of in a developer role, who are interested in learning more about technical writing, or maybe they've been tasked with doing some technical writing if they, they don't have a writer or to help out with writing and they're just interested in learning about it, I'd really recommend that is a great, great place to start. It was also really helpful for me as someone who's been in the field just to sort of go through that that process again and, and thinking about things that maybe I do every day, but in, a, in sort of a different way or how to sort of advocate for docs as I try to do a lot to an audience that maybe isn't as familiar with it. So I think that it was a really awesome resource and really, really Really excited that something like that has been created and is now available. Nice. Thank you for that resource, Abigail. My last question to you today is, what is the one piece of documentation-related advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? Oh, so <laughs> mm -hmm. I probably start out with just a general definition of what technical writing is because I definitely did not know what that was when I was 20 years old. But I think my other piece of advice that I would... My real piece of advice, because uh, I was just joking before, is spend a little more time on writing because I, I had always never felt myself to be a really good writer. And I still don't feel that way. I still feel like I'm very not a great writer. But I, I definitely would would recommend myself to spend more time learning some grammar and, and learning more of the parts of English, which you know what I read in. 
because I think that would help me be a little more confident in my writing now. I think I have a lot of a lot of confidence in my more technical abilities and abilities to organize the information. But when it comes to just purely writing skill, I always feel a little lacking. So that would be something I'd recommend to myself. I also think it's always really valuable to be constantly learning and growing different writing skills. That would be what I recommend. That's great. So thank you once again for joining this session. Miguel, is there anything else I missed to ask you today that you'd like to share with us? I guess uh, just another plug to see uh, out, out to people if they are interested in, in technical writing or they're um, looking to get involved in an open source project. I'd really recommend helping with documentation. Folks within open source communities are always looking for people to help with docs. So if it's, it's an area you're looking to get into or you're just really excited about documentation, I would recommend finding an open source project that you like and that you'd like to contribute to. I and mean, People would love to have you. Nice. Thank you for that uh, piece of information to Abigail. So uh, good luck with all your future projects and uh, have a lovely day. Great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.